Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. It's time to take a look around the league and we head to week three and the cross-conference games. Hello Radio, welcome back to The Way We HNC It. Thank you for lending us your ears for the duration. I am your host, Bez Berry. It is good to be back. And as always, I am joined by my colleagues, Tom Clark. Hello, Tom Clark. Woo! Hello. And <laughs> my other esteemed colleague, Mr. Greg Sim. Hello, Greg. Hello. How are you guys this evening? I'm grand. All excited, ready to go. All excited, ready to go. Greg, are you good? Are you feeling oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to hear what Tom's got to say this time. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I am hyped for a fantastic week two of the HNC season. We have unbeaten teams that made it through. We had some pretenders to the throne collapse in dramatic fashion. We had some shaky starts thrown off. And the relegation battle in the Premier League is starting to heat up in what could be a fantastic season ahead. So, Greg, what is the news from the HNC? It's not even close. (laughs) (laughs) The top special. signal their intent. They turned up with a full squad and they put 72 points on the Comets. 72. 72, that is a lot. It is. It is. Considering on the season, they have scored. It's on the season. Give me a second. (laughs) Give me a second. Now, we all know that maths are Greg's strong point. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just waiting for things to update. They scored 111 points so far this season and 72 of them in one game. That is fairly impressive. Um, How many points? Just put that into context, how many points have top of the league Grangemouth scored? I mean, they've scored 173. Okay, so <laughs> that's, that's actually incredible. It's <laughs> remarkably close. Oh, it's, it's a, it, I mean, yeah. When you take the two teams below them, points-wise, they have scored 96 on the season. Combined? Combined. Oh my God. <laughs> that's quite a terrifying... Prospect for what, quite, what a quite, team It's quite do. a turnaround from from week, from week one, one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in week two, we've got Callum Nichol had five receiving touchdowns, and his brother Craig had four. So they've scored nine touchdowns on a single game day between the pair of them. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's a, um, a strong, I mean, a, strong fa- a strong family effort on a, on a weekend of strong family effort, efforts, really. It, it kind of goes to show, we did talk about uh, Callum Nickel before the season started, say he was probably going to be the one to watch. And yeah, he, go watch him. He's good. He is good at football. And also from their social media, I realised he's also very good at basketball, recently being voted his team's MVP for the season. So Callum, if you're listening, congratulations. Um, well done. Well done from everyone. <laughs> well done. Hey, hey, hey. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, and next up, we have the Broncos maintaining their unbeaten start with wins against the Clyde, which was 53 zip, and also a big win against the Oilcats, 18 12. 
which was a touchdown in the last 10 seconds, was it? At least. Very, okay. uh, yeah, close, very close, right at the very end there. Um, with a with a good reach into the into the end zone. Obviously, all all three of us were part of that game, and I think you know, Tom. While I wish we'd won, it was an absolute cracker. It was. It was. It was. It was a great game. Um, lots of mistakes on both sides, um, and uh, but just really good fun. It was uh, for every mistake. There's at least a, another great catch pulled off by someone later on. Yeah, I always enjoy our our games against. Grangemouth. I think of the other HNC teams. I think that we match up really well against each other, and it's always a bit of a bit of an adventure um, to to play them. And they got the, they got the win this time, and um, de- already looking forward to the rematch. Greg, yeah, no, it's it, they're a good team, and you like playing against good teams because it, it helps you to raise your own game. Um, so yeah, the more the more times you get to play the good the big teams. Um, the better. I mean, it's not like they've added any reasonable talent this year. <laughs> <laughs> it was already pretty stacked, but adding Callum Young um, was definitely noticeable seeing uh, his speed um, in a different team's colours for the first time was uh, quite daunting. Yeah, it was an orange blur for most of that game. <laughs> really, um, didn't really get a chance to, um, to see him standing still much. Um, so that was very good and yeah well done Callum for your on making an immediate impact in your in your debut for for Grangemouth um what else have you got for us Greg well we're going to move on to division one fantastic (laughs) and another unbeaten team is the killer bees hey they had you know we talked about the Broncos game being going down to the last 10 seconds and one of the games the bees were involved in, they beat the Raptors twenty to nineteen. But was it not like a last uh, a last effort a two point conversion as well? I believe it yes. was. They um, was, they yeah. they scored to go to uh, eighteen nineteen down, and then in a gutsy play that I love, <laughs> I love it, laying it all out there, rolling the dice, going for two, and it came off. And they won with the referee's hands stretched out to the heavens. They maintained their unbeaten start. And it was electric. I think a lot of, a lot, a lot of credit has to go to uh, Cabbage in that game with some pretty adventurous play calls um, at all points in that game. It, he uh, definitely, uh, definitely pushed them on in a rather aggressive offensive style, should we hey. say. Hey, if it's stupid and it works, it ain't stupid. Um, <laughs> some aggressive play calling paying off there in a big way for um, Glasgow, who now have, is it a two-game cushion, at least, on the rest of the... Yeah, I believe it is, yeah. On the rest of their division, I think, the yeah, they've, they're well out in front and potentially, um, yeah, looking real good. And we'll come to a little bit more on them later on. So, any more news, Greg? One more. One more? One more okay. bit. Oh. And I'm going to quote yourself, Bez. They're finished. They are done. <laughs> Put them on the barbecue. The silver cats are done. Yeah, stick a fork in them. And they went perfect on game day two. Oh, they did. They really stuck a fork in me, didn't they? They really did. And that, you know what? It is absolutely blasted open the promotion race. 
Uh, it's because obviously the second spot in Division One goes to a playoff. So they've, that league's going to be really exciting going on from here. Yeah. So as it stands, they are in second based on the so Silver Cats are in second place based on a head-to-head win over the Sabers. Although it is the slightest of margins of that head-to-head. Um, so as it stands, they would be the ones that get to play in the promotional playoff with um, Clyde at the moment. Should If the season was to end today, but obviously we have a very, very long way to go. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I th- the, H- the League One is going to be... Um, it's pretty well to watch. And as we're on the subject of the League One, we'll just have a bit of a, a whip round. Um, as discussed earlier on, Greg, it seems like the Killer Bees are, to quote Jolly Boy John, for real. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I quite like about how they've started this season, um, when you go and have a look at who's scored for them, it's not been dominated by one player. They're spreading the scores around quite a bit. So it's it's not a case of stop one player and it completely takes them down. They're, they're able to get things done in a number of ways. Yeah, I think for a um, a League One team to already be a deep team and just be able to spread the ball around is a testament both to the coaching that they're getting down there, their recruitment. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if there was another team up here, you know, in a little while in Glasgow because they even with their team split now between the Hornets and the Killer Bees, they're still packing outside lines. Um and yeah, Derek's doing a really great job of spreading the ball around and hooking up with people in the end zone. And yeah, they've got you know, they're unbeaten. I think one of the nice things from the Killer Bees is uh, the girls showing that they can uh, kind of bowl out. There's quite a number of uh, women on that team that are really showing it to some of the guys in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think half is it almost all of the East Kilbride Pirates play for the for the bees and they're having a they had a great season in the off season, the lady in the Opal. Um and yeah, are now coming back into the the mixed Baffet League and crushing it. Um so if we're already saying that the bees are way out in front, um the battle for second spot and that final promotional game is really starting to to heat up. And, um, you know, outside of one team who we'll come on to in a little while, it's really anyone's game. What do we think about that one, Mr. Greg? Sorry, I wasn't listening. (laughs) 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 Um, The battle for second place, Greg. I I had a slight canine issue. A canine issue. Yeah. You were talking about the, the promotion race. The battle for second place and um, of the, if Glasgow are way out in front and um, one of our favourite teams are lagging behind a bit, the other four are all really battling for that one spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's brilliant for, for uh, all of those teams in there because, I mean, they're all playing for something. Um, there's not going to be a case of there's two teams going out in front and, you know, it kind of comes a bit sort of stale for the rest of the league you know they've all got a really good chance we've seen from the first couple of game days that they can all beat each other um, so yeah it's, it's going to be really exciting 
could I pick one out? Maybe the Raptors, um, if they keep improving. Um, obviously, throwing, uh, taking the, the Killer Bees down to a final two-point extra play shows that you know there is definite quality there, and it's just a case of whether they can maintain that throughout the whole of the season. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a really good a really good way to look at it. Um, it's almost a hallmark of League One because you know well, last year when it was Division One, obviously Carnegie were way out in front and they were never going to be caught by anyone. Um, and I think every other team beat every other team just about last year. So this seems to be a hallmark of the HNC second tier and something that which I hope continues for as long as there is two tiers of flag football, really. Um, Tom, yeah, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that battle for second? Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to watching more of the games. Um, last year, I was uh, not able to get to many, but having both having both week, game weekends in Aberdeen last weekend uh, was really good. And you'll see everyone kind of just showed how much talent that is sitting in that uh, division. Um some of the players to come to mind, like uh, 81 for the Sabres um, and Jerry Bennett of our own Silver Cats. I think there's, there's just players in just about every team that you wouldn't be surprised to see playing in the Premier League. Um, and balance that with the way it went last year, like you say, with Carnegie winning, running away with it. But then uh, I think it came down to about a touchdown between the Silver Cats and the uh, Colts for second. It it just it's just a great fun league to watch. So Tom, I'm going to do something which, in hindsight, will probably prove to be very silly. I'm going to put you on the spot. Greg <laughs> has said the Rapsters edge the second spot. Who are you going to pick? End of season. Who is in that second spot and facing a Premier team in the playoff? It's a feline. What colour would that feline be, Tom? <laughs> Um, I'm going to say the Silver Cats edge the Sabres, I think. Classic home money, Greg. Classic home money. I know, I know. It's shocking, isn't it? It's almost <laughs> as bad as having splinters. It's, it's, it's close, <laughs> but we're going to... So, so in, the, in the, the aim of avoiding splinters, who would you be picking, Bez, to be taking that fight? Right, so, who have, so you've gone... You went Raptors and Tom's gone Silvers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to say, just for the sake of argument, that the Sabres with their hand take second. I mean, it's a very political answer from yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm just trying to create some discussion, mate. It, it's it's just, want light, just want to light a fire under everybody in the league. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely a more talented team than I expected, having watched them last weekend, so... Yeah, they're good, man. They're good. Um, and I think they were potentially unlucky to to not get out of here with that extra win over the uh, Silvercats, which has obviously cost them second and put them into third. Great. That was quite a close great, game as well. It was a very fun. close game, and it was a fantastic um, individual play from Cameron Reed, who I think dipped three different people on the way to the end zone with a minute left on the clock that won it for the Silvercats. Um, and you kind of can't really legislate for that kind of individual ACL strength. So, so I I think 
I don't think, you know, while you're, you know, what maybe was a political answer, I also don't think that it was a silly one. Um, I think that the, the Sabres definitely looked good and the next game weekend is obviously at their spot. So it'll be fun to see how they get on. Hello, radio. Welcome back to the way we HNC it. This week is a very special episode as we take you with some in-depth-ish analysis of the upcoming battle between the Middle England Conference and the HNC. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Tom Clark. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Mr. Besley Clark. Not Clark. Oh, we're married now. And I'm also joined by our other illuminating analyst, Mr. Greg Sim. How are you, Greg? I'm good, thank you very much. Good, Greg. Are you feeling hyped? I am. I certainly am. Good. I am glad to hear it. Last year, when the HNC and the MEC met across the fixture list in Edinburgh and Glasgow and Newcastle and Sheffield... The HNC came out with a fairly convincing overall victory, going 21-9 and against MEC teams. I'm convinced that the MEC, as a unit, will be looking forward to paying us back this year in Manchester, Edinburgh and Glasgow. Um, Tom, looking back on last year, what were the key standout games for you? I think the, the the biggest game was the Vipers beating the Broncos 35-2. I mean, you've already alluded to it with the 21-9 record, but that is the only game um, that any of the, I suppose, like big three uh, MEC teams uh, took off the big three of the HNC teams. Which would be surprising given how dominant the Titans were last year i actually didn't know that as a fact um so thank you for that tom greg what do you what do you think what stands out for you yeah uh, sorry again i've been a bit distracted this is becoming a cross episode habit greg which uh games from the cross conference last year stand out for you uh crikey um i mean i had i had a lot of fun in our game day down in uh Manchester, as did uh, Tommy Touchdown, and I, I don't know if I could pick out any one. I, I think some teams don't quite enjoy the long travel. I I do, you know. We we, we you go down as a team, you kind of stay over. It's a, it's a great sort of weekend away, and it does wonders for sort of team around what have you. So I, I don't think I could pick one in particular from last year. Just actually, the whole experience of going down was just fantastic. Yeah, I think I, I think I would definitely agree. Um, it's just, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a giggle. It's a chance to see, you know, more of the of the flag football community. Um, I always think looking back, last year is the one game that stands out for me was the game in Edinburgh. Tom, you were there between ourselves and the Giants. Um, yeah, that was a... at, at that point. I was still you know, struggling for game times. And I remember just it being a really weird and tense atmosphere the whole the whole time that game was happening and came down to the uh, the last possession of the game 
really. Um, the Giants are obviously no longer with us. Um, how do you think that will impact the overall strength of the MEC, Tom? Uh, it's a big loss. It's a, it's a big loss. Um, although saying that, it has definitely started to pay off wonders in the MEC. Um, some of the ex-Giants that are still playing um, have made big differences to, uh, to those teams uh, down there. Yeah, for sure. While yeah, the, the organisation may may no longer be around, the, the players certainly are um, and are now making big contributions for their own their own squads um, that they now find themselves with. Um, so before we we look at the um, the game picks from last week, um, what are the current MEC standings, boys? Well, I have them. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got the Titans on top. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Vipers uh, game behind them. We've got the newly promoted uh, Warrington Revolution half a game behind the Vipers, uh, who are tied with the Crows. And then the other newly promoted team, the Badgers, sitting rather lonely at the bottom, uh, withless at the moment. All righty then. Some big games that uh, last week one. I mean, obviously they had a bye last week. Um, oh yeah, of course they've already they've only had they have yeah they have one less team so they have a bye so quite a long layoff then coming into what is round three for us. Do you think that a long layoff after week one will benefit them or do you think they'll come out rusty, Greg? Um, that's a very good question. I it's going to benefit some teams, you know, if, if they feel they've had a pretty rough week one. Um, gives them a chance to go back to basics, work on a few things. Whereas, you know, having having the games, getting yourself into the rhythm, uh, building up a bit of momentum if you can, obviously with a few wins, helps confidence, helps helps everything. So um, it's it's really going to be up down to the teams. Really, it's it's difficult to kind of say it one way or the other. Tom, do you reckon it would be even? If you're going to look at it as a disadvantage, do you think that it's even more of a disadvantage given that their first cross-conference games are in Scotland rather than have, getting to have their second week at home? Yeah, a little bit. Um, if the, if you've had a bad week one, then the, the, sometimes the motivation to get going isn't always there. Uh, and then to have to travel for a good few hours is, isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't the most conductive uh, or... or isn't the best way to necessarily big up your, your squad numbers. <laughs> God, imagine imagine what travelling a couple of hours to every game day feels like. That must just be the worst thing. <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Um, okay, well, we may as well then get on to some Premier League game picks. Greg, I believe that you can tell us the standings from week one and two for our little game. Oh, for our game. Right, okay. So those with a good memory will know that in the last place was Bez. Had went 11-5 and on the first game. Um, Then you had Tom and Scott, who were both at 12-4. and Yeah. And then you had myself out in front at 13-3. and If this wasn't a broadcast, I would say that was a fix. But, you know, it is. It's all out there, so... Yeah, absolutely. It's a fix. We give the guy who can't count the job. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's a bit of a low blow. (laughs) No, it's going to lie. 
but not exactly inaccurate. So, oh, um, after last week's game picks, yeah. In reverse order, we have a tie for third. We have at a twenty-two and nine record, Scott McDonald and Bez. How the hell did I catch him? <laughs> he, he had a pretty awful week. He, he went ten five this week. He had a pretty awful weekend. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, he had. Um, yeah, he had the Hornets beating the Oil Cats. Yes, yeah, so did I though. Oh my god! Yeah. And I picked no, no disrespect to anyone out there, but I also picked the Chargers because I do that every week. Yeah, I think the, he he also just had a pretty poor all round game. He had no. a tie for the Silvers. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, ballsy, ballsy. Yeah, he had the Sabers against the Silvers, and he had the Raptors against the Sabers as well. So in Division yeah. One, he had a pretty torrid time. Oh, well, I mean, he's not here to defend himself, so, you know, let's not speak too ill of the traitorous. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no one here is going to stand up for him now. Right? So, um, which means that you guys are obviously the top two of our little game. Yes. And in second place, with 25 in six record, is myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does that mean for Tom standing then, Greg? Well, Tom... I have to be quite honest, had quite an incredible week. He went 14-1 and one on his game picks. Oh, what was his one? Oil Cats Broncos. He had the Oil Cats over the Broncos. Oh, of course he did, because he's a total homer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. So he's at 26-5, and five, so he's only one game out. He's that's, only one game out in front. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I do, you know, I do respect it, Tom, but also, I hate you a little bit. <laughs> I'm just glad there's a radio and you can't see a little dance I did <laughs> I've seen you dance more than enough um, and it's not pretty it's not good it's not good it's not good okay so let's just get on to the picks then um, this week Greg do you want to run us through the schedule um, well which game day would you like to look at first do you want to look at the one in Edinburgh or the one in Glasgow uh, let's go Glasgow you want by to go- Glasgow you mean um, oh. Glasgow Yes, I, I can't <laughs> <help>. <laughs> by, by Glasgow, we mean the games that are taking place in Glasgow. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at week four. Never mind. Sea sausage. Um, so, Greg. Okay, so for the very first game, we will go with the Glasgow Hornets against the Manchester Crows. Bez, why don't you start us off? I'm not used to going first. So I am going to say that the Glasgow Hornets will will take that one. Okay, Tom. Hornets, not even close. Ah. Oh, it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, Can you make a yeah. note of that one? And by the way, if it is close, I say Tom loses that game. <laughs> I think that's fair. I fair, think. fair. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go Hornets as well. <laughs> okay. Okay, now we have the Inverclyde Comets against the Nottingham Honey Badgers. In Glasgow, Comets every time. Oh, you're going Comets. Uh, Tom? Yeah, Comets. Full strength Comets squad. Okay, just double checking the, the uh, standings there. The Honey Badgers sitting in last place just now. I'm, I'm going to take the Comets as well. Um, third on the list, we have Glasgow Hornets against the Warrington Revolution. Glasgow. Tom? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's I'm going Hornets anyway. Don't worry, Buzz. You can you can answer for me if you say that. 
cool. Well, I'm going to go Glasgow too, Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go Glasgow as well. Um, okay, and we'll go with Tom to start this next one. It's the Greenfriend Broncos uh, against the Honey Badgers. Uh, Broncos. Bez. So, the undefeated Broncos versus the winless Badgers. That would be correct. Okay. I'm going to shock the world and go to Great Mouth Broncos. <laughs> this is a very boring, very boring sort of segment. Oh, don't worry. There's some mid-table games coming up that is going to be very exciting. And the next one is the Broncos against the Revolution. Do you need to... I'm going to go Broncos again. Yep, I'll go Broncos. Spez? Yeah, I'm going to say the Broncos. There's a bit of a theme happening here, guys. HNC seem to be running away with it at the moment. Well, that's what happened last year. <laughs> uh, and next up, we will have the Comets against the Crows. Comets and Crows. Let's hear, you, let's hear your thoughts. I wish I hadn't made noise on that one. Um, ouch. I'd, I'm... That's, a, that's a tough one. So if, if, we go on, if we go on the assumption that it's a full-strength Comets squad being in Glasgow, um, oh, I don't know. There's a lot of talent in that cross team. Off the fence, mate. Time limit as well. Watch out for splitters. Give you three, two. Comets. Bez. Crows. I'm going crows as well. Um, I mean that that could be Tom losing it all. Nah, I just need to, I just need to make a game up on Tom, so I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next up we have the Hornets uh, against the Honey Badgers. Hornets. Yes? Oh, sorry. Um, I am going to say that the Hornets win that one too. Thomas? Uh, Hornets. Yeah, Hornets. I'm, I'm going to play it safe for that one. Okay, now we get quite an interesting one here, actually. Tom, who do you think will win between the Comets and the Revolution? I can't really. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to go revolution on this one. I think I think the Jake Shaw is going to be too much for the Comets team. And Bez, uh, Comets, Comets win that one. I'm going to go with the Comets as well. Actually, not entirely sure why. I am just deciding. On the basis that it just looks, it, it's jumping out at me for some reason. Yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about the, the comments. Although I, I do think that kind of comments versus crows, comments versus revs game could go, you know, either way. So, mm. and we have one final one for the Glasgow game date, and that is the Broncos against the Crows. Bez, would you like to? Uh, Broncos, Broncos stay undefeated at the top of the Premier League North, and they take that game. Thomas? Broncos as well. 8-0. 8-0? Yep. 5 plus 3, that's it, right? Oh, they played 5. Oh. There's my maths coming to oh, the Ah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, will, I shall agree with Tom then, since my cool. maths is so stupendous. That is true. That I is true. Broncos for that one. Cool. So if we were to then drive across... The country and visit Edinburgh, Greg. What games do we have going on there? Okay, let's start off with a good one. 
we will go with the Edinburgh Outlaws against the Sheffield Vipers Green. Tom, tell us your thoughts. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe don't tell us your thoughts. <laughs> no, go on, Tom. Really tell us your thoughts. <laughs> so, right. Well, last year we have last year we had the Vipers, and to be fair, with Keith Woodley, they looked one of the better teams um, in the MEC. And the Outlaws have yet to play a full game. I want to go Vipers. Bez. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go Vipers as well. Um, with obviously just the one game day, it's hard to know how good they are. But you know, having lost to everyone but the Titans, I'm gonna say that they they get the win. Uh, I mean, yeah, the the way the, the Outlaws have started the season doesn't exactly inspire confidence. However, if the Outlaws play the way that they played against us, then well, it's their that's... game. It's their game to lose. So. And they're at home in Edinburgh. Vipers, you know, might, might be missing a few folks. So I'm going to stick with the Vipers, but I would love to see the Outlaws win. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt we're, we're all going to be cheering them on from the sidelines anyway. As I check rapidly to make sure we're not refereeing that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that would definitely throw a few suspicious uh, Yikes. Players. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'll go with the crowd. Um, peer pressure is... A bugger and a wonderful thing. with Sheffield. Okay. Um, next up, we will have the Edinburgh Outlaws against the Manchester Titans. Bez? Titans. I think they are too strong. Nice and succinct. Tom? Titans. I don't I, I don't think I don't think that one there. I'm gonna stop there. Titans. Okay. <laughs> Greg? Uh, I I'll I'll make it three out. Yeah, well, three out of three for the Titans there. Nice. Um, next up, then, the resurgent Carnegie take on the Sheffield Vipers. Ooh, and I'm going to ask Tom whether he thinks this will even be close. I think it's going to be pretty close, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all I have to answer? <laughs> no, no, that's not all you have to answer. You also have to pick a victorious team. Well, I mean, you don't actually have to. You could call for a tie if you wish. I think it's bold. I think I'm going to go Carnegie just based on some of their Kingball performances this last weekend and basically what they did um, against the Comets. Yeah, I'm going to go Carnegie. Now, are you sure about that? You don't sound very sure. No, I, I think so. I think... I think uh, it could be a bit of a shootout, but I, th- I think uh, Carnegie with hopefully a fully hit fit um, Brandon Callum and uh, Craig and Chan is uh, quite an uh, an offense. I think. Okay, and Bez? Carnegie win. This is not the contest you're looking for. Move along. I am probably going to triple up on that um, I think just the way that they came out offensively in the last game day I think this is going to be another big big day for them and Carnegie's next game on the day is going to be against the Titans do you see how do you see this one going Tom 
Um, that one there is going to be. Oh, it's really difficult. This one. I love that you've picked Tom to go first every time. By the way, <laughs> I just like tormenting him. I know. I can feel it, and it makes me warm inside. <laughs> I'm gonna go Titans. A little bit reluctantly, I'm gonna go Titans. I just. Do you want to explain why you why you're going Titans or? Not really. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Bez. I'm going to go Titans as well, but I am very, very much looking forward to seeing how Manchester will defend that offense because they have a good, a very good defense, um, and assuming that they you know, bring their full team. I I think that could be a kind of fire and ice scenario of two strengths going at it throughout throughout the game, which would be quite entertaining, but I'm gonna give the Titans as the defending division champs down there the edge. I think it's it's likely they're gonna have quite a big squad. When you saw what they brought to Newcastle, I think it was a was it not a busful, a proper big busful um, just from Manchester Newcastle, it's, it's likely that their the, the numbers aren't going to struggle too much. Gregory, I'm I'm so tempted, so tempted to go with Carnegie to cause an upset. Do it, um, do it. Shite bag if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shite bag if you didn't. Come on, get it. Right. Uh, there's English people listen to this. Tom's oh, one of them. I'm sure Tom can translate it. Um, no, I'm I'm going to go with the with the Titans. Um, I think they've just got a little bit too much experience. Fair enough. Um, okay, moving on. Oil Cats against the Titans. And since you brought it up, Bez, you can go first. I'm going to say Oil Cats. I'm a homer, but the game, the regular season game last year, was an absolute cracker that the All Cats edged. The playoff game last year was a good one that the All Cats also ran out of with a victory. So I'm going to say that the streak continues and the All Cats get a win. Okay, Anton? Yeah, I'm going to say All Cats as well. Um, as Bez said, uh, they, we won uh, in the playoffs quite well with a few players missing from injury as it was late on in the day already. No worries, and I'm going to take the oil cats as well. And um, because I seem to be hosting this part of it, I don't have to give an excuse. It's great, isn't it? That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oil cats against the Vipers. Then Thomas, take us away. Oil cats. Thank you very much. That'll be that'll be all I'm saying. Would you like to uh, enlighten us as to how do you came to this decision? Nope. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> Tom, he's learning. <laughs> he is, he is. But you see, I was just going to leave that to be quiet. I was going to leave that little gap because I know Fine Tom would have been nervous and his, uh, ended up playing it. His, his, his programming is becoming self-aware. Um, <laughs> Guynet is real. Cool. Well, <laughs> to save his blushes for now and save that for his League One, um, I'm going to also take the Oil Cats. Yeah, I'll make that three as well. Oil Cats for me. 
And do we then move on to talking about League One? We do, we can come back. And thank you very much for ably hosting that section, Greg. We will be back to you very, very shortly. Um, so League One, obviously they don't play cross-conference games, so they will begin their second go-round of playing everyone within the division this week. Um, Glasgow have already played one of their rivals twice, um, as have the Chargers. They're both sitting on six games played. Everyone else is sitting on five. Um, So, you know, it's a bit of a mess in that middle section there. Two teams on three and two, two teams on two and three. Um, so really anything go, anything can happen now um, as we battle around again. So over the next couple of game days, Greg, what do you see as being the big difference makers um, in League One? Um, I think getting a bit of momentum. You know, the Silver Cats are coming off a game weekend where they went 2-0. You know, Confidence is up for them. If they can go out in their first game of the next game day and continue and get a win, you know, the confidence is going to keep coming. And um, it's it's going to be pretty difficult to stop a team when they get into that sort of rhythm. Um, so for their competitors, it's going to be quite key for maybe some other teams to do them a favour. That being said, it kind of goes for everyone else. Um, if you can kind of get a win on someone who's maybe gotten a couple wins in a row, try and knock them back into the pack. Um, I see that as being quite a quite a key thing: is confidence and building up momentum as you come towards the end of the season. Yes, yeah, between second place and fifth, every win is just so valuable. Now that stringing a couple of them together and going through an undefeated game day is is huge and if you look at the Silver Cats propelled them from fifth to second over the course of one day I think that speaks volumes for itself what, what's your what's your thoughts Tom what do you see as the as the big key to the HNC League one it's, it's going to be just keeping squad numbers there um and that momentum you've both talked about, I think the whoever can whoever can keep taking their strongest squads to every game weekend is going to is going to do the best to, to obviously. I'm um, going to stand the best chance of getting uh, that, that that second spot. Yeah, I I, I think I think you might be right. Um, ever and as we've already mentioned, everyone's had a go at everyone else. So if we have a very brief preview version of. Charger Watch. We touched on it a little bit in our last episode, looking at the schedule for the weekend ahead. What do we think, boys? Greg? Mm. If you could just remind the people watching who they actually have this weekend, that'd be great. Okay. I mean, I've gotten down as playing against the Sabres and the Silver Cats. Okay. And I'll be honest, I don't see that going very well for them. No, I think I'd be tempted to agree with you there, Tom. Yeah, I've a little harshly said I don't think they're winning anything this year. This is not the weekend they're going to prove me wrong. 
very well. Very well. well. I mean, after you've said that, I hope they do go and prove you wrong. But... <laughs> I do, I do. Um, and obviously, at the other end of the table, um, the the bees um, will have the silvers and the sabers. I think. Um, Colts and. The Colts and the Sabres. The Colts and the Sabres, not playing the Sabres. Okay, I apologise. The Colts and the Sabres. Um, do you reckon this is the week that they drop a game? I think they. I think the Sabres stand a chance every. Are going to stand a chance uh, every game to win. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to bet against a team that's six and zero. Yeah, fair. Ready. Uh, Greg, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think we, I just talked about momentum. You know, they're going six and zero, two games up on any other team. It's it's probably key for any other team that's going for promotion. Um, if they were to able to get a game off of them, say like the Sabers, able to bring them that one game closer and try and drag them back into the pack. Um, whereas for the Bees, if they if they manage to win these two games. They've went eight and zero. I don't see anyone catching them if they manage to continue that run. Yeah, I think you might be right. Sorry, Tom. Didn't mean to cut you off. When you go, no, no. Sorry, I was just want to say it, it's like, like you say, as well as bringing them back into the pack, it's also a game that not one of the other teams are going to win. It could be a difference maker at the end of the year to claim a second spot. Yeah, if you're the only team that gets a gets a win off the off the bees, then that's a big, big improvement on. You know, in a big foothold um, on that on that second spot. Um, Shall we just sneak straight into the game picks? Yeah, yeah. On you go, then, Greg. Lead us, lead us through the the fog and intrigue of week three in the okay. HNC we'll, League One. We will start then with one that we've already mentioned, and that is the Colts against the Bees. And we shall go with Bez. Bez, you can start us off. I'm going to say the bees. They're too good until someone beats them. I will keep picking them. Thomas. Yeah, same again. They've got to be beaten before, uh, or someone's got to prove they can be beaten before I go okay. against them. And just to make it nice and boring, I shall take the bees as well. Um, next up on the game day for the Colts is the Silver Cats. Tom, you love picking against the Silver Cats, so shall we just knock you down for the Colts? Yeah. No. No, I think we'll I think we'll uh, go with the silver cats on this one again, please. Okay, Bez. This one's tight. I know that the final scoreline in Aberdeen wasn't really. I wonder how much of that was down to the weather. Um, I I think the silver were the better team in that game, but the sloppy tackling is not something you're used to seeing from a a Grangemouth team. I am going to pick the Silver Cats in a shootout. Okay. I shall take the Silver Cats as well for this one. Um, yeah. Don't have to explain myself. Cool. Moving on. Colts against the Raptors. Tom. I think the Raptors are going to make a return after, although pushing the bees close in week one, uh, week two, sorry. Uh, they they didn't seem quite as quite the team that put fifty on the Silver Cats the week before, so um, I think I think they're going to come back against the Colts this week. Okay, and Bez, I'm going to take the Colts. Nice, nice. Um, 
I am going to go with the Raptors, actually. Um, I've tipped them for that playoff spot, so I think they'll, they'll manage to... Um... Better back yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm backing myself. Why not? Why not? Okay. Potentially game of the day. Sabres against the Bees. Bez, tell me your thoughts. Sabres against the Bees is a great one. That was nil-nil at halftime, um, which for a, any any teams playing each other, really, never mind a HNC League One game, is was stunning to behold. Um, just both teams played lights out defense. Um, at the end, the Bees adjusted better. They just had too much on defense for the Sabres to handle and you know they had some one of their wide receivers and his name has now escaped me just took over the game um, and it was fantastic I can see the same thing happening again so B's for me please the B's for you okay and Tom I'm going to oh. I know I've just said it's hard to go against a 6 0 team. So you're going to go against them, aren't you? I'm going to go against them. Get in. I'm, I'm, partly because I think you two are going to go bees, and I think this is a, a shot at taking a game off you. Um, <laughs> or throwing a game or away. Or throwing a game away. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like you, like you said, I, it was it was 0 0 at half time, and uh, I don't know. Something. It's just one of those gut feelings. Cool. Greg? I'm going to go with the bees, and I'll, I'm going to explain myself this time. Um, you mentioned earlier the, the passion from the coaching side of things. That's going to help get them over the line. For me, it's a killer bees. They're going to go 8-0 on the season, and they're going to make it very difficult for anyone to catch them. I think, yeah, okay, cool. Next. Uh, next, we have... The Raptors against the Silver Cats. Bez, talk me through it. Okay, let me talk you through it. I do not believe that the scoreline between the Raptors and the Silvers was an accurate representation of the Aberdeen side um, in week one. However, I'm also... A little bit sceptical of the Raptors' offense after their Week 2 game where they kind of fell apart a little bit in their second game. So, it's tight. I wonder how much that game is in the head of the Silvercats, and I think that would be their downfall. Um, So, I'm going to take the Renfrewshire Raptors in that game. Dom? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like you, but I've been struggling with this one. Um, I don't think the 50 points was, like, like you, I don't think 50 points was uh, an accurate kind of shadow of the game. But I'm not entirely sure I see uh, an answer yet for the speed that the Raptors have. Uh, so I'm going to go Raptors again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to treble up on that. Uh, <laughs> it's a clean sweep. <laughs> no, we're not. It's a clean sweep. You know, you, you're, you're right in saying that. Fair enough. You might not have thought there's 50 points 
um, was a deserved number to put on the Silver Cats, but you know they still went and scored fifty points on them. Um, do we reckon the Silver Cats have improved enough to to completely overturn that and go and get a victory? I'm still undecided on that, so I'm going to have to stick with the Raptors. Cool. Next, we have another biggie. We've got three more games on the day, and this next one is the Raptors against the Sabers. How do you see it going, Tom? Sabers. Okay, nice and short. Best. <laughs> so this was the this was the week two game, wasn't it? They played last week. I think so. Um, yeah. And the the Sabers, the Sabers took that one in Aberdeen, and I think they do it again. Sorry, did you say the Sabres there? Yes, I think the Sabres do it again and move to 2-0 in that season series. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a fair shout. Um, Sabres for me. Lovely. Okay, and for the last two games on the day, we go... To Charger Watch. We have Charger the Chargers Watch. against the Sabres. The beers are in the fridge, and so sorry. Who the char- Who's the other Chargers game? Well, well, we'll start with our first one. They're playing against the Sabers. Yeah, I know, but I have to pick them for one of them. So, <laughs> oh, the other one is against the Silvercats. So, Bez Berry, head coach of the Aberdeen Silvercats. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Um, I'm going to take the Sabres. I'm going to take the Sabres. Okay. Okay. And for those of us who are able to work out what he's just said, he has to take the Chargers on one... I I will make my own game picks, please, sir. (laughs) Okay, Tom, Chargers against the Sabres. Who you got? Uh, Sabres. I don't don't think I was going to be close either. So, for the final game of the day, we have got the Chargers against the Silvercats. I am going to go to you, Tom. For your initial pick? Silver Cats, not even close. Silver Cats for me, and Bez, who are you going to pick for the Chargers against the Silver Cats? Uh, okay, Charger Watch fans, we've had a good run so far. It's not that I don't want you to win a game, it's not that I am not fully invested in Charger Watch, it's not that the beers are not on ice. But I don't think this is your week, so I'm going to go Silver Cats as well. You're just trying to save your job, aren't you? I'm third. I'm joint last in the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, yep, that's all, that's all the games we've got. Well, so... I, I think that was a good and comprehensive list of picks and explanations for the most part. Um... So, yeah, thank you for for taking the lead on that one. Greg, you're a magnificent host. <laughs> I won't be giving up the day job. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, we are obviously looking at a massive weekend of football for week three in the HNC. Um, so, any other business, Tom? No, no, no. I'm, after, after last week's business is still plenty enough. <laughs> You're feeling pretty good over there. Okay, uh, Greg, anything else that you want to put out on the airwaves to, to everybody? Yeah, yeah. I would just like to inform Tom, Tom Clark that uh, Liverpool actually won 4 0. 
Um, so Barcelona are out of the Champions League. How does he feel about that? I'm less upset that Barcelona are out than Liverpool are through. And he's on the fence again. So, um, cool. Any other business from me is just to say thank you to everyone who spends um, the 40 minutes a week listening to the podcast. We appreciate all of the comments and messages and the people coming up and saying nasty things to Tom on the sideline. Um, It really has been a lot of fun. So, tell you what, send us in some questions that you'd like us to to discuss some conversation points um, we'll if they're good we'll shout you out and discuss what we think and finally just a big thank you to Marcus at First and 15 for continuing to give us space on the internet and the radio so we can infect your ears with our giggles um, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Tom. Um, <laughs> cool. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> that funny a comment. Um, okay, cool. So um, that all that leaves me to say is thank you very much, Tom. Thank you, Mr. Bez. Thank you very much, Greg. <laughs> Cheers, Bez. And thank you very much to everyone for listening. That has been the way we HNC it. Have a great day, and we will see you again very soon. So we're looking at MEC East, uh, Division 1. We're back with Rudy from the Roosters. Let's start away working up the league table. Firstly, it's the uh, the Ronin, 0-1 and 3. Their draw game against you guys, a 41-41 game. Was that an exciting game for you? Ah, jeez. It was, um, was nerve-wracking, to be honest with you. It was like end-to-end. Um, we even went for a two-pointer. Um, it's just a great game, and to be fair, those those guys they they are a really good team. So I think they're going to cause a, a few more upsets along the way. Uh, so I wouldn't count them out because they got some great players, and um, no, it was a great game. And I'm sure that they're going to give a lot of the other teams a good run for their money. I mean, they, they were dispatched quite easily by their big brothers at the Samurai, forty-two nil. But the Samurai are currently topping the table. Um, we moved to the Vipers Orange, one and five. Um, they lost to the to the Blackhawks this week, and then, I mean, the Samurai. If you look at the the points difference at the moment, is why they're leading the table. They're currently on. I think it's it's over a hundred easily. Um, hang on, I'm just trying to 197 points. Is their points difference? Wow. Um, I mean, eighty-two of those points came against the Vipers Orange. What? What's the uh, the Samurai secret this season? I think they've got a point to prove that they, you know, they want to show that they belong in, in the big league, and the fact that they're they're trying to score as many points as possible shows, like, a that it's quite a tight group anyway. You know, the top two, three. Um, so the more points you've got, you know, come the end of the season, the, the better chances that you will be, uh, you know, at the top. And I think they're just being totally ruthless, you know, and like to score in as many, you know, many scores as they can. 
generally for that fact, which I don't blame them for. So, yeah, I mean, they're a great team. And if they're not up there towards the end, then I'd be very, very surprised. Um, I would put them being down as automatic. Yeah, so they're just a great team, really. And they've got a couple of new guys I've not seen before and some of the the older guys. And they've picked up Craig from the Calderdale and uh, some other guys from there. So, yeah, I, I think they're definitely, you know, one of the best teams in, in the actual whole division. We'll move into the fourth place. That's you guys, one, one and three. The, uh, the draw being the Ronin game. And then you, it was a close game against the Vipers Orange, 26-19. I mean, we'll, we'll have a quick look at week three for you guys. You've got the the Buccaneers, who are currently on the exact same record, 1-1-3. One, one, and three. How do you see that game going? Well, they're kind of our bogey team, as such, in that um, every time we've played them, we've lost. But from what I remember, they've always been quite close games and quite, you know, really competitive. Um, maybe because they wear red like us. I don't know, but um, they're a good bunch of guys. And I think this coming Saturday, um, you know, we want to, with having home field advantage, you know, show them, you know, who, who's boss, basically. We, we want to beat them. Uh, it's about time we beat them. Um, and hopefully... You know, this, this coming Sunday we can. So we'll move up the table to a team that don't wear reds. So that would be the Nottingham Bears, currently four and one, just edged out twenty six thirteen by the Blackhawks, and then just a one point win over the Samurai. Do you see the Bears or the Blackhawks finishing in that second spot behind the Samurai? That's a tricky one. I poor. I think it's going to be based down towards the heads heads between the two of them um, as to who will come second. Um, The Bears still have a a couple of games against us. Not that they're saying anything, but um, we've always gave them a a good game. Um, So I think after this weekend, we'll be able to see a clearer picture with the cross-conference ones to see how well they actually do against some of the teams over the other side, like because the older males are doing really well um, and teams like that. So I, I, I don't know, really. I think possibly the Blackhawks or Edgeham just, but it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very tight, that's for sure. I mean, they've got a, a one-game lead over the Bears at the moment in the head-to-head. I mean, they played the Bears, obviously, and they also played the Sheffield Vipers Orange. Another win for the Blackhawks, 30-12. to Looking at week three, they'll be playing their cross, one of their cross-conference games against the Cavaliers, who are currently 0-4. Do you see the Cavaliers picking up their first win against the Blackhawks? Um, I'd say, unfortunately, for the Cavaliers, I'd say the Blackhawks will be too strong for them. Um, but that's not to say that the Cavaliers won't give them a good game because I know they've got some good players, so um, I'm not privy to seeing, you know, why they've not done so well this season uh, until we play them, you know, this coming weekend. But, yeah, I don't see the Cavs winning against the Blackhawks, uh, unfortunately. I just think the Blackhawks will be too strong for them. 
I mean, having a quick look at the the Cavaliers' scores from the the opening games. In the first three games, I think they scored eight points across all three and then picked up a 24-point game in the last one, but unfortunately fell to the Bandits 55-24. So we'll move to the top of the table this week. The lead Samurai, 4-1. and one. Only ahead on points difference, but as I mentioned before, it is a big points difference. They're currently 197 whilst the Newcastle Blackhawks are on plus 70. So there's a lot of catching up to do. But with their cross-conference games, they'll be up against the Warrington Revolution Cogs, who are currently 2-1-2. and How do you see this one going? Well, I think with what happened last season, in that Warrington went up and Leeds went down, based on their game against each other, um, even though it's not the same players, but it's still the same, you know, kind of franchise. I think that Leeds are going to want to, you know, stick one to them, basically. And um, I'm pretty sure that Kyle and the boys are going to be wanting to, like, you, you know, get over 50 against them, uh, just to increase their, their points difference as well. Um, I know it sounds harsh and warranted, but I think that's what they're going to want to do. Um I'm not sure how good a team the Warrington Cogs are, but but based on the um, you know the first team, uh, if they're anything to go by, I'm sure they're no pushovers. So uh, it's going to be quite interesting. But I think that Leeds are going to want to really stick it to them. Okay, Rudy. Good luck in the upcoming games, and I'll look forward to talking to you after they all win. Thank you. Good luck to you guys too, and everyone out there. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies. Yeah.